The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. It's Christmas Day. But the readings don't mention Mary, Joseph, the baby Jesus. They don't talk about the governor. Shepherds, angels, there's no inn, a hay-filled manger, swaddling cloths. That was all yesterday. That was St. Luke's story. Today we hear from St. John. And with St. John, it's not so much where Jesus was born or who came to say hello to him or what the angels were up to in the fields. For John, it's about the creator of everything, the eternal one, the light, coming down to live with us as one of us. But there is something that ties together our friends, Saints Luke and John, Glory. In Luke, the glory of God shines. The angels sing glory to God. And the shepherds return glorifying. In John, the evangelist writes, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. We heard it yesterday, we hear it today, and just in the service bulletin in your hands, glory is found more than 20 times. 
in our prayers, in our readings, and in our songs. So it must be important. But the meaning of glory is not sometimes clear for us. Do we know what the glory of the Lord is? Or what the multitude of the heavenly host meant when they praised God saying glory to God in the highest? Or do we even know what the shepherds were really doing when they went away glorifying? And more pressing for us today, what glory did John see? Because honestly, I want to see it too. So this morning, what if we found a simple definition for glory? And what if that definition is this? God getting His way. His will being done. His creation smiling at His words and deeds. And His creation living in the way which He intended. That's glory. In the beginning was the Word, writes John. And what follows is the perfect creation, the perfect unity of Father and Son, the perfect light that the darkness could not dare to touch. And there was John, dear John, the forerunner, the baptizer, who did the will of God and proclaimed the coming of the light, the glory, the perfect will, was never his, but the true lights. And all who received this light were made children of God, not by their own will, for in their will was corruption, but through the will of God. And it was gorgeous writes John. And it's not really different in Luke. The message comes to Mary that she'll be the mother of the Son of God, and she replies, I am the servant of the Lord. Let His will be done. Humility. Messengers from God appear to the shepherds, and they say, Go see Christ the Lord lying where the cattle feed on hay. And they go with haste, just to see as had been told to them. And they glorified obedience. So glory is in God is when God gets His way from the perfect creation to the God-child coming to us and making us His and perfect again. So you want to be like John and see God's glory? Look around. His glory is seen in you. Walking through those doors to receive Jesus in your ears and in your mouth, in singing His praises, it's in the incense, it's in a man and a woman giving themselves to one another in holy matrimony. It's when a couple forgives one another when they fall out. God's glory is at a birth, at a baptism, in praying together, in giving one another hope, in sharing joy, 
in visiting the weak, in giving to the hungry, in loving the unloved, healing the hurt, in telling and showing others just how much the baby Jesus loves them and wants them for himself. The glory of Jesus, the good that Jesus did, might not always have been seen or remembered as glorious. And they were perhaps even forgotten about by many. Remember to unbelieving Martha, having given up hope for her brother Lazarus, Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So glory was seen in humble Mary, in faithful Joseph, and obedient shepherds. Because a baby was born in a back room to parents who could have planned things better and at least have gotten him a crib, that story might not be glorious at all. But to those who have the eyes of faith, to those who believe, it's the greatest story ever told. It's in those little things, the glory of God. It's revealed by those who believe. Glory is God getting His way. And His way is restoring all of us to Himself and His will. Doing good, caring for the neighbor, caring about your classmates, forgiving your spouse or friend, being honest, giving to the needy, receiving the sacraments. All that might be seen in vain for the unbeliever, but to the Christians, gloria in excelsis Deo. The psalmist tells us that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. In other words, Jesus smiles when you delight in His will and walk in His ways to the glory of His name, as you confessed earlier. So in the story of Christmas, the glory of God is for you. Rather, in the story of Jesus, the glory is for your sake. The Word was made flesh, not for the Word's sake, but for ours. The will of God was revealed, not for Jesus' sake, but for our own. His perfect fulfillment of the will of the Father, His glorious life, was lived for you. And it was also given for you. And that life was raised from the dead for you too. Jesus' glorious life is yours. From the wedding at Cana to his crucifixion and resurrection, all that is described as glory by John. For all of that is God getting his way. So when St. John writes, how do we see his glory? We see it in everyday things. When we let Jesus have his way with us, 
instead of our way. When we live in the way of Jesus, our lives are glorious. In times of joy and in times of pain, because remember, it was at a wedding and at a crucifixion that it was described as glorious. So St. Augustine says, All flesh, your flesh, has blinded you, but the flesh of Jesus heals. The physician has made a balm for you. By his flesh, he might extinguish the faults of the flesh. And by his death, he might kill death. It was therefore affected in you that because the word was made flesh, you could say, and we saw his glory. The glory of Jesus is all around you. All we need is to see it. The humility of Mary, the faithfulness of Joseph, and the obedience of the shepherds. That's the recipe this Christmas for you and for me. Letting Jesus have his way that we may see his glory. Merry Christmas. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.